Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And how far are we through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? I just updated the Goodreads. It says 91%. <gasps> we're in the 90s. But we're going so slow. This chapter was only like six, seven pages. I don't know. It felt like more. Maybe, but like before I started, I was like, oh, how many pages I got? Oh, there wasn't very many. I feel like I've earned that, though. After some of these chapters where I had to do like three single spaced pages of, of notes. <laughs> well, I feel like. And like 10 point font. But a lot happened in this ch- chapter, kind of. And, I mean, relatively speaking, there's other chapters where we're like, go to breakfast, go to class, play in the halls, <laughs> do this, do that. You got a little Jay Finch there for me. Finching around, finching the holes, finching himself. Finching his friends. Yeah, just, just kind of... Just finching around. Messing around. And this one, we're down to business, but it's just real short. I, I don't know. Maybe I just want to I just want to get to the end. I want to wrap this book up. I got a lot of questions this chapter, so you I hope, do? You're, hope you're ready. Okay. And then we do have a question from a listener. Ooh. Which you can always send us broomsticks at butterbeer at gmail.com. But this is Broomsticks and Butterbeer, chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And last time we talked about chapter 33, which was the Death Eaters. Voldemort has his body back. The magic tattoo starts showing up on the forearms of Voldemort's followers. We learn about Voldemort's backstory with his muggle dad and his, mo- his witch mother. Uh, Voldemort's followers start apparating into the graveyard. Voldemort lays a big guilt trip on all of them. Voldemort gives Wormtail a magic hand to replace the one that Wormtail just cut off to make the magic pina colada that brought Voldemort back. Mm-hmm. Voldemort spends about 30 pages monologuing about how he survived this whole time, the people he's killed along the way, and so on. And at the end of the chapter, Voldemort tells Wormtail to give Harry his wand back because Voldemort wants to kill Harry in a quote-unquote, fair fight. This is all correct. Chapter 34. Even the pina colada part. If you like pina coladas in a magical book. (laughs) Fighting in the graveyard. (laughs) If you're not in the muggles. (laughs) The dark marks for you. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Nice harmonizing, by the way, too. Uh, chapter 34, a priori incantatum? Prior. Priori incantatum? Incantatum? Are you sure? Priori incantatum? <laughs> You're getting further away. I thought it was getting better. Well, Wormtail releases Harry from the binds that held him to the gravestone and retrieves Harry's wand. So Harry can have a, again, air quotes, fair fight with Voldemort. Yes, that's child the injured child who's been tortured and been through already been through the third task and probably have a little jet lag from the uh port Port key Key. uh the rest of the death eaters form a fight club circle around harry and voldemort fight 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 voldemort asks harry if he's been taught how to duel and harry does have about three or four minutes of experience (laughs) (laughs) so I'd say yes. Definitely. He's been taught how to duel. He can only come up with one thing, though. <laughs> Harry like, only knows Expelliarmus. <laughs> yeah. The disarming spell. 
He does throw another one out later. I was kind of like, oh, hey, you did remember something else. I was like, you else. do know some stuff. You know things. But, I mean, this is this duel starts off very one-sided. Like we said, Harry's coming in at a not only a disadvantage from being beat up and being uh, tortured and tied to a headstone. Kidnapped, too. He's been essentially been Let's kidnapped. Not, uh, forget the fact that he hasn't even graduated wizarding school yet. And he's going against one of the most most powerful uh, wizards, especially dark wizards in the history of but the magic But he just got world. his body back. You in the last episode, you were mentioning how his brain is still a little yeah foggy. hasn't hasn't all put everything back still together. Still a little jelly. <laughs> yeah, a little jelly in there. Well, Voldemort's kind of toying with Harry here at the beginning. We knew this wasn't going to be much of a fair fight despite what Voldemort told us in the last chapter, right? Right. Just given all these circumstances. But but Voldemort wants to give the appearance that it is a fair fight just so he can win, so he can curry favor with his And nobody his dark can followers. say, but you had him tied to a tombstone when you killed him. Or, but he didn't even have his wand. But do you He's- think that the Death Eaters really think that this is... A fair fight? Or you just think they don't care? They don't care. This is all fun and games to them. They're like, yay, finally, revenge. Well, Voldemort uses the Cruciatus curse uh, repeatedly. And on the third time, I had my question uh, that I wrote down was, Harry kind of describes like almost a feeling of bliss that comes over him. Is this because he's like in so much pain that he's kind of become numb Oh, no, no, that one's not the... That's a different curse. He... So there's the one... The killing curse. Uh The one that causes pain. Uh And the one where you can make them do things. Okay. And that's... So that's what he was doing. He he wanted Harry to, like, beg. No, no, please don't do it again. Okay. But... So when he did it, it, like, Harry said, Harry felt like his mind got wiped blank... But apparently he still fought it off because mm-hmm. he didn't say no. He didn't beg, please don't do it again. Okay, so that's he why said, I was confused. I, I thought he was just like torturing him and mm-hmm. into oblivion. No. But it but was Harry was able to fight off this curse, which is peculiar um, because it doesn't seem like that's a common thing for people to be able to do. But I mean, there's been a lot of things that Harry's been able to do that haven't like he's picked up things like a lot quicker than mm-hmm. most wizards have and we think that you know some people they talk about like some athletes are just born athletes some athletes are just like born of a, of a higher stock than 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 others and and they might not have to train as hard somebody might have to train twice as much just to be close to their equal and Harry just seems like he's just kind of been inundated with this this magical ability and this power from day one that he's still trying to control, he's still trying to understand, but but it's in there. And he's able to to do things that a lot of people don't feel that he should be able to do given his his magical training. I agree. I don't know that it's all the way around. Like you're saying, some people are have like a, they're just super good at sports. Well, and Harry kind of is. He's really good at 
being on a broom. Mm-hmm. We figured this out his first year, and they were like, oh, wow, look, brooms are easy for you. Whereas, you know, his studies, he's not Hermione. But, so I don't think it's all-encompassing, but yes, I think he has his talents that he's just kind of better at. Which, like you said, is common for people. Some people are better at certain things. Well, Harry escapes for a brief moment. He's hiding behind some headstones. And when he pops back out, he uses that only spell that he's really, really proficient at. Mm-hmm. The Expelliarmus. That he learned in his two or three minutes of... And that's really all you need, honestly. If your opponent doesn't have a wand, it's pretty much over. Uh, At the same time, Voldemort unleashes the Killing Curse. And the two spells kind of interlock? Like Ghostbusters crossing the streams? (laughs) Yes, that is a very good analogy picturing in your head there. And then I also kind of... Anytime there's a Superman movie or Supergirl show or anything like that, there's always a a moment where the good guy and the bad guy both have like heat vision or laser vision, and they always seem have pinpoint accuracy and shoot it right at the other one. Yeah, hitting and, the and, the little beam of light. And then the it one. and then it kind of like is like a tug of war, like an arm wrestling contest back and forth. And they're like really concentrating and really hard. And as it gets closer to them, they start to like kind of shake a little bit more. That's kind of what I'm picturing. Yeah. Here. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. <laughs> so, is that normal for like two spells to like? Absolutely not. Hit, hit directly and, and absolutely not interweave and become one. Just a little shout out to Kelly tonight. Is the night where to become one? Little Spice Girls there little, for you. Little, mark those on your bingo cards. Um, no, it's highly unusual, and we won't get it. That explained until I think the next chapter. Gotcha. So somehow, when these two spells interlock, they start like Mary Poppinsing into the air. <laughs> Is that right? They kind of like levitated. Oh, oh! I'm like, <laughs> what are we talking about? I thought we were already like at the dome. I'm thing, talking I'm about like, dancing penguins. When, when did Mary Poppins have a dome? I don't understand. Um, yeah, Just the flying. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Like when that started happening, I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) And I think that. Well, what? (laughs) I think the Death Eaters too are kind of like looking up, like what? What's happening? Like the balloon just got away, and they're like, oh no. (laughs) Or like in uh, Despicable Me, where I. Minya drinks the anti-gravity potion and just goes away. flying away. They just got their Dark Lord back, and now he's floating off into the, the air. I mean, well, apparently this is not a normal thing, because they're kind of looking at it like, uh, Master? Do what do we do? Do you want us to do anything? Yeah, so they just start kind of flying away, and they land on a patch of ground away from the graves, and the Death Eaters quickly reform the Fight Club circle. Yeah, I don't really understand why this was necessary, other than to get away from the... I don't know. There's I don't a, know why it was you necessary want an open for them. space. I, yeah. You want an open space. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe to get away from the headstones, and to have a little more space. You don't want somebody tripping over, like, a, a beer bottle or something. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But yeah, they flew somewhere else. Not too far away, just somewhere in an open area. So it seemed to me that that this was kind of the point where 
the Death Eaters were a little concerned because I think in their mind they believed that it was going to be all right. Give the kid his wand, you know, one, torture him a little bit. One, yeah, up. toy around with him a little bit. One curse and he's gone. But now they're like you said. I was kind of wondering if this is normal for these two spells to do this. And the Death Eaters are kind of like, uh... What just happened? And now, and then they're flying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't see any brooms. This is, like, completely backfiring for Voldemort. He's like, he wanted to prove that Harry was nothing special, and all of a sudden, things that have, they have no idea what's going on are happening. And, you know, they have to kind of think that it's coming from Harry's side, because why would Voldemort do this? Right. Also, you know, he launched the killing curse at Harry... And he essentially, so far, has blocked it, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be possible. So he's kind of, kind of backfiring. Well, things had not been normal from Harry from day one. He was Voldemort was uh, almost killed the first time by love. So <laughs> love, love will keep us together. And now. Uh, the connected spells and wands of Harry and Voldemort have constructed constructed some sort of golden biodome around them. Yes, that's what I thought you were talking about, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how they connected Mary Poppins. So, when when Harry and Voldemort go into the this dome, and the Death Eater is getting even more uncomfortable by yeah, how long this is taking. Yeah, because now they can't really help if even, even if, if they, they needed wanted to. to. Yeah. yeah. Harry hears a, a phoenix song. Forgot about that too. And what's what's the significance of the phoenix song that he hears? Is this just like an actual like physical sound that he's hearing, or is this just like his inner monologue? Is this something coming from his wand? Like what what is this really supposed to? Is it supposed to be like a metaphor for something, or is it supposed to be an actual sound that he's hearing? Well, I just took it because it was that's the core of his wand is a phoenix tail feather Mm -hmm. and he's been helped by a phoenix before and so i and i believe that it's the same phoenix so i don't know i just assumed it was because of that so he his wand is like a musical wand (laughs) (laughs) he's got a flute action going on dual action um, no, like but... the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I don't know the Ocarina of Time. I just figured it was because of that, because he has these con- this connection with the Phoenix. <sighs> so Rita Skeeter's got a plagiarism pen. Harry's got and a Harry's got a, a magic an Phoenix Ocarina flute wand. wand. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what what's happening in these books. You'll just just say you'll find out later. We do. We get the an, an explanation later. I don't know if it covers Your everything. Your wand was crafted by one of the greatest mu- musicians of all time. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, I, yeah, I didn't know what the significance of the Phoenix song was. But I guess, I mean, the fact that the core of the wand, I guess, explains it a little bit. A little bit. So the connected spells, as I said earlier, are kind of like a tug of war, like an arm wrestling contest, kind of, where like if like one side is winning, the other side's kind of panicking to kind of hold on a little bit, or like an arm wrestling match when you almost got the the other person. And you have to like down. rally and 
get your strength and go. And Voldemort's killing curse is getting so close to Harry, but then Harry kind of gets a burst of adrenaline. Is it something... Is it just like like a, a, a fight-or-die reflex? Is it like something yeah, with the wand that kind of t- well, starts to turn the, the tide? the Phoenix song really helps him, too, because it reminded him of hope. And it well, it's like, working him of at, like, work, like when you're playing music when you work yeah. out. You can like yeah. probably just lift pump more. yourself up. That's exactly what you're talking about here. Yeah. You're <laughs> and, you're, and you're rolling your eyes at me. <laughs> you're like, no, idiot. No, that's I not, agree. That's, that's not what I it is. It. Yeah. You're being like silly that. again, like you always are. Oh, I agreed. Okay. Roll the tape back. I agreed. <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Uh. That's not what I said. <laughs> oh, we rolled it back. Oh, yeah. it didn't work. Stop! 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 Oh, you got Cheeto fingers on the. Well, it was at the bottom. The I think I there. touched too low. Look at your Cheeto. Look at your fingers. They got Cheeto dust no, on. No, I don't like Cheetos. <laughs> Who doesn't like Cheetos? I don't like Cheetos. Ah, oh, so um, Harry gets this little burst of adrenaline, starts to turn the tide, and Voldemort, in, in at least in my version of the book, said he was shocked and even a little scared, maybe. Oh, I don't remember if mine said scared or just worried. Yeah, I think mine's said scared. So, um, how must the Death Eaters be feeling right now? If Voldemort's got a little bit of tinge of panic on his well, face. I was wondering that, but then also they're in like... Of course, I was kind of picturing the sparkly biodome from the movies. And I was wondering how much they could really see. And if these are... So I think for a little bit in the movies, it's like... Or it even says at the beginning of the the thing that it's the green light and the red light and they're kind of... But then it all just turns gold. And here he said he could just see these little, like, brighter beads. I don't know if they could see that from the outside mm. or if they're even paying close enough attention to notice it. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're just, like, why more of worried that this is taking so long. Why can't he just defeat him? But I don't know if they're noticing the little nuances of it. Well, Harry eventually turns the magical arm wrestling match all the way in his favor. And Harry's spell connects with Voldemort. And this is where things get very confusing for me. Because stuff starts spilling out of Voldemort's wand. Yeah. As things are wont to do. Yeah. Wormtail's ghost hand comes out yeah i don't get that part (laughs) well well if you don't get it how am i supposed to get it i don't understand like i'd be like oh 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 no he didn't (laughs) use the wand to kill the the living hand (laughs) he just made a new hand why would making a new hand create a ghost hand that's the question i want to know but it's it's more of it's it's not just like regurgitating things that it killed. It's like a, like a banana that he ate. <laughs> <laughs> like in the middle of the night when the dog starts. <laughs> no, go outside! Go outside! <laughs> um, it's more of like a reproduction of the spells that he's used. So it goes in order. The last thing he did with that wand was make 
cookies. Warm shell of ham. Oh. <laughs> cookies? There's no cookies. You didn't invite the Death Eaters back with cookies. <laughs> Come to the dark Thanks side. for coming back, we guys. Have we have cookies and punch over there, but before we do that, I gotta kill I'm very this kid. disappointed in all of you. Um, yeah, so it's more of a, a, I don't know, like a list, a tally of what spells he's done. <laughs> so if he did make cookies. It would show. Some, point, some ghost cookies would come floating out. Shown out. Like, Master, you said you didn't make cookies last night. Shut up, Wormtail. <laughs> I was hungry. And I didn't want to share. So the ghost of Cedric Diggory comes out because I guess he had just killed him. But I thought Wormtail killed. Yes, but with Voldemort's wand? Are you asking me or telling me? I am. <laughs> that sounded like a question mark at the end of that question. <laughs> I am telling you. Okay. And I'm guessing that was Frank Bryce, the one who came out next? Yeah, the guy who lived in the house. Who was killed all the way back in chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> We're tying things together, babe. Eventually. Tying it we together. just took the scenic route. And they never said it was who it was but it you could tell it was a muggle because when the person comes out of the wand he says oh it was a, a wizard that killed me wizards mm -hmm. are real and he killed me and you if he's bad then this boy must be good yeah, go boy go sides. he's like <laughs> i don't know you but you didn't kill me yeah. so <laughs> i'm on your you're on your team uh bertha jorkins comes out mm -hmm. and you know everybody keeps Describing her as like, you know, this big ditz mm -hmm. who doesn't, you know, know, have like a thought at all. She seemed pretty with it. Yeah, she knew what was going on. She was right on top of it. She was like, all right, listen to what me. I got this under control. Soon as she popped out. So here's the thing, though. They're not really doing anything other than encouraging Harry, right? Yes. They're not, not like giving him like extra magic or anything. No. Like, like siphoning extra power from them no, or just encouragement <sighs> just being good cheerleaders okay then i i don't know it just kind of is silly to me then <laughs> what the fact that they're there like the fact that they're even there if they're not really if there's no advantage to harry well we'll get there kind of kind of we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there uh kind of because even i don't know i got questions because then Harry's mom and dad emerge from Voldemort's wand. I love it. She's like, Harry, keep going. Your dad wants to see you. And so Voldemort's wand is like a magic Aladdin lamp that holds all the people he's killed, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, I also wrote down here why was Wormtail's hand in there. You just you gave me a little bit of... It's not his hand. It's just this last spell that he used. So why were so they... So, like, if I looked... If I grabbed your phone and looked at your, mo at your most recent call list, mm -hmm. that's what it is. But why were James and Lily coming out then? Because they weren't anywhere near the, the most recent. Yeah. Before... So, because you just jumped back in time. Before... What was the last one? Bertha. Mm -hmm. He'd been... That wand hadn't been used for anything. Hadn't been used for anything. Not No cookies. Since the night that he... No cookies. No cookies. He was barely... Go gooey butter cake. He, he was barely not dead. He didn't have the strength to do anything. 
Bring out your dead. <laughs> Here's one. I feel better. No, you'll be dead any minute now. I was thinking of going for a walk. So then Harry's mom and dad come out. Mm-hmm. And Harry's dad instructs Harry to break the spell, which will leave Voldemort stunned for a second. And that Harry needs to get to the Triwizard Cup so he can use that as, as a port key to return to Hogwarts. And Harry's here's where I get really confused. Harry's dad said, we will give you time. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? They haven't done anything. If they could have done something, why have they already been helping instead of just being his cheerleading squad? Because they're only going to... Okay, so once the spell's broken, they're only going to be there for a few more minutes, a few more seconds. And... But are they really there, though, other than just... No, they're just, like... They're not ghosts. Other but than just their like their their forms. voices. Yeah. But they they can't like make a fist and like punch Voldemort. No, but they're gonna they're gonna rush at him. Woo! And do what? And do what? What you're Wait, doing right yeah, now they... makes no sense. Woo! I wish people could, could see what you're doing with your hands right now. I'm sticking them up and wiggling my fingers <laughs> at him. Woo! If a bunch of dead people came running at you, going woo, you'd be a little freaked for a second. Actually, it says in my book that it's just basically blocking Harry from view. They're going to get in uh, you can't see me. face. You can't see me. And block and disrupt and just be a distraction. They're a distraction, babe. It's just a distraction. Not much of one. And No, not much of one. But it's all they can do. I don't think... I think Harry would have had the same amount of time to get to the Triwizard Cup. No. With them doing nothing. No. You can't just say no. No. What's the reason? They got, they, woo! No, they, did, they didn't do anything. That didn't do, that didn't accomplish anything. What did, what, it didn't give him any extra time. It didn't, he would have had the same amount, they, they could have just said, look, as soon as the, you disconnect the spell, just run like the wind. Good luck. <laughs> Well, if they but hadn't, the, but they're like, they we'll give you time. We'll make sure you have time to to, to get there. They bought him. We'll a hold of, him off. They bought him a couple of seconds. I don't think they did. I they did. I don't think they did. It I think says, you. I think you want to think no, that they did. No, it says that they did, and it's really just the Death Eaters that are shooting at him at first, and then Voldemort comes back and joins. Then he's like, "No, stop, stop, stun him! I, he's mine! Don't kill him!" Uh, it was a little pointless to me. Uh, Harry does escape. Harry is able to secure Ooh. Cedric's physical body. As he- Cedric said, bring my body back to my, my parents. So Harry can return Cedric to Hogwarts as well. And Harry, in a seemingly unwinnable situation, lives to fight another day. And I know that this has been a horrible couple of chapters for Harry. Cedric is gone Harry's been tortured, his world's been turned upside down with the return of Voldemort and the Death Eaters, but still, if you're Harry, you kind of take some solace in the fact that you stood toe-to-toe with, with Voldemort in a downtrod- while you were in a downtrodden state, and you were actually able to gain the upper hand. got to kind of like take a little bit of positivity from this. Yeah, and then, you know, I know... You have expressed your opinion that you feel it was pointless, but it was. he also got to kind of he got to see um, Cedric, mm-hmm. which and Cedric wasn't like 
oh, Harry, you brought me here. I got drug into your mess. I can't believe you got me killed. He, No, he was being supportive and not blaming Harry at all. And in the moment, that's happening very quickly. But I think in the long run, that will help Harry. So, what's the deal with... What's the deal with... <laughs> with cereal? I don't know. What's the deal with... Like, wizards dying and then being able to come back as, like, Star Wars Force Ghosts? Is that, like, a thing that... Because this comes up a lot that it seems like J.K. Rowling, like, kind of borrows a lot of things from Star Wars. Yes. Along, <laughs> along the way. Yes. I don't, is she, like, a an admitted, like, Star Wars fan or, or anything like that? Or, is, or, or are these just, like, like sci-fi tropes that are kind of... Yeah, they're just tropes that you use. That kind in... of, like, Star Wars borrowed them the real everybody yeah there's the reluctant hero and the ir- eager hero there's just tropes that you follow and stack on top of each other and these stories kind of seem to line up a lot with star wars mm-hmm. uh those shadow hunter books that i read uh they stack up a lot with star wars but she like openly like plays with it because one of the characters is a huge star wars fan mm-hmm. and it um so yeah Lots, it just that's just how it so is. So are like all wizards able to do that? Like able to? No, I don't think. Like most of them, because I mean, we got like actual ghosts, like yes. teaching courses at Hogwarts. But those all had like, well, I was gonna say all had tragic deaths or things that. Were, and James and like, Lily's was not tragic. Is no, what you're no, saying. it's fine. Um, <laughs> the opinions of Jessica Rhino do not necessarily reflect the Rhino Podcasting Network. <laughs> what this is <laughs> um yeah but i am the proprietor of rhino podcasting network llc most you're just an employee a lowly employee wait a minute <laughs> who doesn't get paid I anything i don't um i think it's like the typical ghost rules stick here if most people pass on but there are instances where you can contact the dead and i think this is one of those I love that you said, like, typical ghost rules. Just like, everybody knows these, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. It's the second time you've called me an idiot. I did not. (laughs) Roll back the tape. (laughs) Idiot. No. I haven't used that word yet. Um, And then there's the, you know, the the people that are so against crossing over. They have unfinished business or they feel too guilty about something that they did or they're still staying to try and protect some secret. Something like that so they stick around and they're ghosts. They want to make uh, clay on like one of those spinny tables. Yeah. I've never actually seen that movie. Me neither. But I've seen it, that, I've seen but that it's scene. been spoofed in like everything. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so more spoofs of it than <laughs> I have minutes of the actual movie. So yeah. Typical ghost rules, babe. Well, that's the end of the chapter. I'm assuming that chapter 35, we will be back at Hogwarts, transported via port key. And that's a scene that I remember specifically from the movies where Harry kind of comes, where Harry kind of comes back and everybody's, yay! Oh. And then things get really, really, really uh, dark. Uh, before we read the email, I'm going to borrow the soundboard here for a second. Uh, last week we gave a shout out to Kelly, our uh, favorite Slytherin, who's in Manhattan, and her uh, newborn baby girl, Olivia. 
Uh, I got a text from Kelly that said that Posh. We're always making Kelly mad. Posh was Posh. She always gets mad her at us. Her first child was a little upset. So I want to make sure that we give uh, a special. <laughs> uh, we miss you. We love you. To Posh Spice uh, up in Manhattan. Uh, our favorite chocolate lab fellow Hufflepuff and uh, we miss you and we love you and we know you're being a good big sister to Olivia so there you go just had to make sure I got that in before I, I forgot I just like saying that we made Kelly mad again and because she got mad that we always say that she, we made her mad like she's always mad and she's never mad did you get that? Mm-mm. Not, not, <laughs> a, not, not a little bit uh, much like a lot of things in this chapter, but I, but I digress. I got an email. You ready for it? Ask me any question. There we go. Uh, this one comes uh, via broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com from D. Hi, D. In South Carolina. And D says, maybe it's just professional courtesy, but why does Voldemort always wait until the end of the school year to try to kill Harry? <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. Professional courtesy is important. And education is important. And you know, just like this chapter, where Harry is, or where Voldemort is trying to prove that it's a fair fight, he wants to make sure that Harry has his full year, school year of education. Or he's trying to wear him down from a grueling year of, <laughs> of studies. And at the end of the year, where because, you know, at the end of the year, like, kids are done, man. They're ready for the summer. But they're, they're also ready to go a little home. wild and unpredictable at that point, too. Yeah, so, but, the, but that also know. means they're not like on their game. You know, they're kind of like just a little erratic. So, yeah. um, I had a, I got a couple theories. Oh, <laughs> it could this. also be that you know just the simple act of going to Hogwarts, Harry might die. I mean, there's all these things monsters on the third floor like and the forbidden something else fourth. might get them yeah something might take and then care of that it saves me work but then we get to the end of the year oh harry's still alive okay i guess i gotta step up if voldemort started showing up and having his big throwdown with harry like in september <laughs> then it would just be like 30 chapters of harry doing homework <laughs> the rest of the book <laughs> Um, so there's that's there's that one theory is that it just would make for shorter books. And my other theory is that um, Voldemort's kind of like a cold-blooded snake creature. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just waiting for the warmer months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe just waiting for the springtime. His bones creak a little bit in the cold weather. Yeah. So, so he just waits. Uh, D, you're getting a t-shirt. So <laughs> I'm going to email you back. <laughs> Wonderful question. Um I'll uh, find out what your house is and your t-shirt size, and you'll be getting a t-shirt in the mail. Because I love that question. I don't love the way it's worded. Maybe it's just professional courtesy. <laughs> Education is important. You made me laugh, D, and I shall reward you <laughs> with cotton cloth. <laughs> Polyester. Blend. Cloth. All right, then. Uh, and that's going to do it for Chapter 34 Priori incantatum. Incantatum. Priori. Priori. Incantatum. Am I supposed to know what that means? 
He'll explain it next chapter. Why not the chapter that shares the name with it? Because we couldn't get there. Nope. That chapter would be a lot longer. But I kind of was surprised by that, because I knew what it was, knew what was going to happen. Well, I thought we would get to the explanation, but then I saw the chapter was so short, I was like, oh, well, cool. not we're not going to get not, there. not going to tell me then until the next, ep next episode? I'm not going to give you spoilers. Well, hopefully you guys are enjoying this spoiler-free ride along Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire as we are wrapping up book four. Over 90% done, according to Goodreads. I have to look at your page count, though, because your page count doesn't match up with my pages. Mm -hmm. And it was throwing my Goodreads off for a while. If anybody remembers, somewhere around halfway, I said we weren't halfway yet, but that was because I was using my page count. And Goodreads wasn't. And I'm using the American version, version, and you are using the British version in the form yes. of the uh, special Ravenclaw edition. Yes, and mine's the hardback, and yours the paperback. It's just whatever reason it's not doesn't line up. The pages are way off, apparently. I've heard you talk uh, before we wrap up here. I've heard you talk about like Bible pages. Yeah. And but those are just like the real thin, super ones, thin, super thin ones. Yeah. yeah, if the book is really long, they sometimes will use Bible pages. Really? I don't know. I've never seen those in anywhere other than a Bible. But you have but, some books that oh are yeah, like that? I could pull them out and show you. Some nah, you don't got to do that. Sarah Moss's <laughs> books. Well, I did to show you because I sold the one book. They were the same length. Mm, they yeah. were, actually, I think the thinner one was one page longer than the thicker one. And it was like twice the size. What's the... what? What is the advantage of that? Is that just to make the book lighter so you could like ship more of them so it takes up less space on the the shelf so you could have more copies I that are think available it's for because sale? of the the stores want want it to take up less yeah. shelf space. That's the way it was described to me. Like I went to one of Sarah's signings and uh -huh. she was like, "Oh yeah, this one's Bible pages because it takes and then that's what she said. I don't know if that's exactly true, but that was what Part of the reason that went into the decision for her book is it you takes up less gonna, like, book space. Or, yeah, they like, are a lot more like fragile. Super fragile. But I didn't. Super fra fragile cast. <laughs> I did not rip them, so. But I'm gentle with my books. Good. And uh, I hope that you guys are being gentle with your downloads. Oh, yeah. I, I, know, I tried to make a connection to what you just said, and I failed miserably. <laughs> Kind of like Voldemort in this chapter. Well, I was going to tell you that I was reading a book the other day, and I it was a library book, regular pages, mm -hmm. and I had it sitting open in my lap, and I stopped to text Anastasia and Jennifer. And while I was doing that, Wu started, Nightwing started licking the book. Of course. And as, he, as, as one does. He does that. He does do that a lot. But usually he does, like, the outside cover or the spine. No, apparently he was licking the pages, and I didn't notice, and he made them, like, all wet and wrinkly. <laughs> So if like, anybody from the St. Louis County Library is listening to this. Sorry. <laughs> I, I even snapped a picture of it and sent it. I go, while I was texting, Nightwing was licking my book, and this is what happened. I sent him a picture of the wrinkly book. I'd say just tell the library that. Anastasia says worse things happen than that, that that's nothing. Like, the librarian's not going to care at all. And Anastasia is an expert because she is actually a... Um, Librarian. Went, went to college to for a library degree or degree in library sciences or whatever it's called she works at two libraries mm -hmm. 
and uh, with a master's degree and everything. Yeah. She's she knows, the she knows all. She's the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a master's degree, but like it's in education, so <laughs> pretty much if you just show up, you get those. If you're willing to pay for the for tuition, if you're willing to pay for the for the tuition. They kind of just give them to you. All you got to do is show up. But uh, we thank you guys for showing up and uh, spreading the word, and downloading, listening, and subscribing. Uh, shout out to Jennifer in California. Uh, uh, Catherine, who we're going to see very soon uh, as we record this in 2022 in uh, Chicago, even though she's a Cubs fan, we still love her. Uh, oh, we should make her come to the hotel room and record a podcast. Dr. Anastasia in uh, Connecticut and uh, all of the Kelly clan in um, Manhattan, Kelly, Olivia, and especially Posh. <laughs> And we will see you guys next time on Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Bye.